This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to a brand new episode of Double Tap. It is Wednesday, it's the 12th of April 2023. Coming up today, we're going to talk all about cool tech that can help us all live at home in later life. Hmm. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, do you want to stay at home when you're uh, older? I want to stay at home now. What are you talking about? <laughs> I want to stay in the shed forever, 24-7. Yeah, yes, but what happens when you get old and you have to, you know, I am get, old. get a bottle, you know, to carry about with you and stuff? <laughs> Hang on. Well, actually, maybe in your case, that's not something of... Right, okay. I maybe need to I'd be, be more specific. i forced to throw that bottle away. Yeah, Unbelievable. No no wonder. Yeah, let's, well, let's not go there. Yeah, anyway. let's not go there. But yeah, for you know, for a lot of people, getting older does mean that you have to think about where you live. Right? Are you going to be able to live at home independently? Can you? Do you move in with family? Do you end up in a, a care home facility? Perhaps maybe you move into one of those residential facilities. You know, it's it's, an, it's a it's a difficult thing for a lot of people and for families as well because a lot of families sometimes look at family members, especially if they live far away. And they think to themselves, okay, so we want to make sure we can check in with the family member. We yes. want to make sure that he or she's okay. Um, but we can't necessarily be there all the time. So how do we get around this? And tech can help, Sean. Of course it can. And- That's the well tech done. can help sound. We couldn't afford the tech to play the sound effect, but we, did, quite we didn't need it. That rattled my teeth. I didn't like oh, that. Oh, hmm. that, that mm. doesn't sound good. Uh, all right, calm down. So <laughs> tech can help. And and I've had a few discussions with people who say, you know, I want to use something where I can drop in on, you know, an older, or my parents or whoever mm. and make sure they're okay. And of course I'm going, oh, well, of course you've got a smart speaker, you know, it's so easy to use and you could set up these buttons. So if they have a little be a problem or a panic, they can press the button and you'll be notified and all that. There is off-the-shelf options out there, but it never quite works just how you need it to work. And there's always that, well, what if something goes wrong? What if the internet goes down? What if this happens? What if that? So this more specialised approach to this technology is actually a, a, a really, a really useful market. Yeah, because oftentimes with these companies, like, for example, Amazon with the Echo and stuff like you're saying about drop-in, you know, that's great. And it it does work really well. You can have the audio with the person. You can talk to them through the Echo Dot or you can even see them through a camera. And that's something that you can control, Uh, you know, as an individual. You know, you can decide who can drop in in your home and when rather than just anybody. I remember when the Echo came out and drop-in happened. And I think uh, calls happened at the same time. (laughs) People randomly just dropping into my house, you know, before I get into the settings and started shutting it down a little bit. Trying to figure it out, yes. I remember, like, there was a guy called Donald. I don't know who he was. To this day, I have no idea. Just as Donald has dropped in, and I'm like, hi, Donald. And he's like, hi. And I'm like, do, do we know each other? I don't think so. Bye. Um, it was just I really don't know weird. what you did there, but that's... <laughs> It was it was like CB radio had come to the Echo, you know, it was just a random, you know, hey, big turkey one, or, you know, whatever it was. Oh, was that your handle? That was, yeah, good. yeah. That's, well, that was the nickname they had for me. Um, <laughs> not go there. But um, I think that it, it, the one part of this that's often the challenge is, you know, especially when it comes to the, the tech, specifically for someone who you want to keep an eye on, keep an ear on, whatever it might be, 
is that you kind of need a bit more than just the ability to talk to them. You need a service behind it, something that can actually assist should there be a problem. So, for example, uh, let's say you have, and there's lots of different companies out there that do this. My family are going through this at the moment where we've just installed for them. Uh, it's like almost like an Apple Watch you wear, and you wear it all the time. And yeah. there's a big button on it. Literally, uh-huh. that's all there is. It's just this big button, which is quite hard to press. It's deliberately so, so you can't knock it by accident. But you push this button and it will connect you to someone who is in a call center who can then get in touch with me or a neighbor or whoever it might be and be able to assist and help, you know, help help out. The, and also, more importantly, get service or emergency services or whatever it might be to my family when needed rather than... Yeah you know, my mum trying to call me and trying to explain what's going on. And in between all this, not really having a clue what's happening and, you know, trying yeah. to figure it all out. And this could be at three in the morning. Uh, and this has happened before with us. And it's kind of what led to us getting this in because it's like, well, what can I do in this moment that's going to fix this? I mean, I remember one particular evening I had to venture over to my mum's. It was pitch black, you know, three in the morning. And, you know, it, it was icy. It was a really icy night. And I'm thinking, you know, if I had fallen... You know, yeah, what she's waiting. She's waiting for me to get there to solve this. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what the situation is because she's finding it very hard to tell me what's going on. So yeah. I can't exactly just call up an ambulance and say, "Could you just pop round?" Because they're not going to do that. They need to know more details. So it's really difficult, you know. And then this is where this kind of this kind of technology comes in. So there's there's already products like this, but with Sedimentum, the company we're talking to today, and this is actually a company that exhibited this year at CES earlier this year and we spoke to them and you might have seen a short clip of the conversation we had with them uh, on uh, our Double Tap TV show but it was really interesting just to get a sense of how they're using technology but they're also building in that service aspect and doing it in a really dignified way this is the other thing this technology is all about dignity it's you know there's no camera in there there's no microphone in there now you might think well how does that all work well look stick around because we'll hear from the guy behind Sedimentum it's a really interesting proposition coming up. In between yesterday and today, I have been playing with PT. I like PT. Now, PT Do is, you? if you don't know, if you'd missed yesterday's show, shame on you. Yes, how dare you? But if you <laughs> skipped past it by accident, or maybe you just, you know, for whatever reason didn't hear it. You didn't PT, like it. It's fine. No, you just we didn't like mind. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, then PT is a great app to get because uh, it's for the, the Apple Watch. Uh, but it also works on, I mean, it's on iOS and Apple Watch. It, it, it works on both. And it allows you to connect with GPT and ask some really cool questions. So I have been, do you know the problem I find with GPT is knowing yes. what to ask it. I'm not exactly. intelligent enough. I know. I just want, what can I ask it? And you want to ask it things that you can't just ask, you know, Lady S, Lady A, yeah, Lady exactly. G. You want to ask something, you know, oh, why is this so special? And yeah, fifty percent of the time, I'm saying, you know, make up a poem about me and my dog going viral. Uh, yeah, you know, anything like that. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, the, the most that I've I've got to dive into it is actually through the Be My Eyes beta. That's really showing me. Ah, okay, this is why people are talking about this. Yeah. Well, it's interesting actually. Maybe not. This isn't so much for the watch app, although I, I guess you could use it for this. But what I found quite interesting was a friend of mine who was really having a difficulty trying to send an email to someone. He wanted to send an email to someone and he wanted to really kind of nicely put across the points he wanted to make. He didn't want it to come across as combative or anything else. He just wanted to say, look, these are the issues I'm having and, you know, can we resolve them? Um, And here, you know, and kind of almost lay them out, but in a really kind of kind, nice way. 
Yes. And he just couldn't figure out because he's like me. He's just too like straight to the point. You know, it's like, I can't do this. So he put it into GPT, put all the points in and, you know, essentially wrote out the email of what he would have written and said, look, can you make this kind? Can you make it nice? And it did. It just gave him a really nice, more, more pleasant, much, you know, much nicer. He says, I'm going to use this all the time. Yeah. for this kind of thing. And it's, this exactly is what it's about. Point. This is yeah. exactly what it's about. On the chat side, anyway, I know there's a lot more going on. And, you know, we talk a lot about the chat, but honestly, I mean, so yesterday I saw a clip. It was only 20 seconds. Couldn't really make out what was going on. It wasn't audio described, uh, but it was a movie, a 20-second movie made by AI. And this is the beginnings of where we're heading, I think, with all this stuff, you know, in terms of into the other industries. So it was, you know, someone had written out what they thought wanted the scene to be. And, you know, how they wanted it to lay out. So it put in actors, it, it created the scenes, the changing, you know, even even down to the different shots that he wanted in it. And then it created it, I mean, often created it. It pulled in footage from, I don't know where, I mean, I don't know how it does this, but it basically created a 20-second movie. Now, it wasn't the best movie in the world. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> but it was... The beginnings Created of something. by AI, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's it's all about it's the internet, baby. That's what it is. It's connecting all of these services together via the internet. It's amazing. These are great times we're living in. Hurrah! There you go. Well, okay, that's enough? all good. No, that's nice. Well, that's nice. But, okay, there is a downside to I was expecting um, applause or something there. Well, or a fan get that here. Come on, you joke. rattling teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just that's just because of you know me making that sound earlier. Um, but yeah. I want to talk about something else because, you know, whilst we're all fawning over GPT, and yes, there is a lot of exciting stuff going on there, there is one area, we kind of touched on this, but I think it's a bit more serious than perhaps where we've even let, not only let on, but even have thought about. And that is Google and the Google Nest. Because I mentioned the other day that Google are starting to cut back on the number of Nest products. They're starting to, to now say some of these Nest products are no longer uh, being made available for sale, uh, discontinuing them is what I'm looking for. Yes. But actually, these are maybe older products. So you can kind of understand that, okay? So fair enough, mm-hmm. older products being discontinued, nothing new. Keeping their lineup fresh. Nothing wrong with that. But they've also just stopped pushing updates. According to The Verge, stopped pushing updates for third-party smart displays as well. Uh, so It's all over. Forget yeah, it. Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking, right? Because it's, I mean, The Verge says this is reflecting a broader shift away from assistant products. Interesting. Do you think they're seeing the writing on the wall when it comes to, you know, a chat GPT and, and things like it? But, I mean, Google <sighs> well, are working on their, their own. They have Bard. They do have their own, yeah. And I, I kind of thought that's what they would have started implementing that mm. into these devices. Perhaps they are. Perhaps they're wiping it clean and starting afresh with a new... Because Nest is a terrible... Um, uh, it just didn't make sense. It got so confusing, that product line. Well, I, I was I was kind of up I was with you there up until that point. I think I would say it's more about enhancing Nest and more about moving away from the third parties, which to be honest have never been well, great. I mean they're yeah. talking here about the smart display from Lenovo, which was okay, but it wasn't great. Uh JBL's Link View, I never had a chance to play with that one. The LG X Boom AI ThinQ WK9. Can't imagine why that didn't take off. I love it. Uh, but that one <laughs> Uh, that didn't. That's now been discontinued as well. They will no longer provide. Well, it's not been discontinued, but that Google are no longer providing software updates for it. Now, all of these displays, those three in particular, arrived in 2018. Doesn't seem that long ago, but you know, that's what five years ago now. Um, 
And that was just months after Google first announced the Smart Display platform and its own home hub, now of course called Nest Hub, as it sought to compete with Amazon's Lady A. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, Google did provide some new features to these devices in the years that followed, but, you know, they've never received the same kind of attention that they get they give to the Nest Hub, which I guess kind of makes sense to some degree. Um, now, it says as Google started removing features like the ability to browse the web on third-party displays, the Nest Hub Max got new quick phrases that let you command Google Assistant with fewer words and also added support for Matter. Now, although Google doesn't mention the AI uh, assistant-powered Lenovo Smart Clock 2 in the update, it does make people wonder about what is coming in terms of that device because it's also third-party, so the chances are it will go. It's left behind, yes. Um, now, just in a, but this is an interesting thing here. So in a memo obtained by CNBC last month, uh, Google Assistant Head... Um, and I should say that sounds like someone who works in a school. Google Assistant <laughs> Head, Sissy Sayo, informed workers that the team's engineering vice president would swap over to leading the BARD team. It also indicated the division would take on more of a supporting role as Google continues to work on BARD. So it does sound as if they're kind of gearing up on their side to work on their own product rather than supporting others. I think that actually, you know, the more I think about it, although I'm kind of a bit concerned about Google and where it's going with Nest, I and especially with the Assistant, maybe this is a smart move. You know, cut off all the nonsense, cut off all the third-party stuff, and just focus all the resources they have on really competing against Microsoft, which is where they are in this space with AI. Yes. Excellent. Well, I'm glad we sorted that out. Well, no, I'm kind of wondering. No, you're absolutely right. And look, the next step of, well, the next evolutionary step of AI we've seen already with ChatGPT, but that's the first one we've seen. And Bard and others like it are going to come forward. And, you know, I can't wait until we get smart speakers, you know, based on this because it's going to blow our minds. Uh, So I get that. But I'm also wondering if this is due to the cuts in the tech giants themselves anyway, because Amazon's Lady A has become noticeably worse. The performance is worse. Um, it, it, It just... Sometimes it just doesn't do what you want it to do. And I'm wondering if it's down to, you know, the cuts that we've seen across the industry when it comes to big tech recently that's just not being developed as much. Yeah, this is an interesting one. This is the this is the hype versus the reality, isn't it? Because the hype is out there about what AI can do and how wonderful it is and all the capability it has. But then there's the reality of our devices today. And yes. this is showing the gap. This is. Is maybe, this is maybe a bit more terrifying than than the future of what AI could do for us in terms of our jobs or take our jobs away or all that stuff. That might be this might be more frightening than that because the reality is that the gap of the capability of our hardware today and where it kind of needs to get to fairly quickly to get get ready for this is widening by the day. You know, every mm-hmm. day that you ask a smart assistant a question, you don't get the answer, and you know how to use an app like PT or you know another, and you're using GPT. And it's giving you the responses you want. You kind of because the first question people will have is, well, why can't this do that? Why why exactly does, right. why can't that do it? Yeah, and yeah. suddenly you you start to fall out of love with the product, and these companies have got to move up. And it's interesting because you know with the the, the pace in software development here is incredible, and you know hardware solutions do not come around that quickly. They just don't. 
Well, the hardware side of it, I mean, you know, think of a smart speaker. It's, it's a microphone and a speaker, right? I mean, it, it doesn't matter. The, but yeah, back- yeah if, you're, if you're assuming you can just take one and plug it into the other. Well, the backbone you know, is, is the that's server. Right. Well, that's, of- but that's what I'm saying. If you, if you can take a open AI and take that gushing hose and just plumb it straight into, you know, your yes. LADA system and then suddenly it just empowers all these devices, then yes, but I don't think that's how it's going to work. It certainly can't work like that. While Microsoft have got the stake they have in no. OpenAI, um, no. Microsoft were very smart on this because they don't own OpenAI, but they have got a hell of a stake in it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. But anyway, look, I know we could we could talk about this all day. I, I think there's so many, so many areas of this that just fascinate me. Uh, listen, just to say as well, we had a really interesting conversation today. We, we spoke yesterday, of course, with uh, Venkatesh Chari, uh, who is a wonderful guy, uh, CEO of uh, Orbit Research. On the flip side of that, we actually got an email in from Adi Kushner, who is the guy uh, behind Access Mind. You'll also know Adi Kushner as the name behind the L Braille when he was at, uh, working with Vespero on that and creating the L Braille. We had a really interesting follow up conversation with him, which we're going to be airing next week. And it's, uh, it, it, you know, the, 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 I often use the. I often say these are thoughtful, open discussions. This one really is because it kind of takes us onto a new level, I think, when it comes to specialist technology and our mm-hmm. thinking about specialist tech. I think this is going to open up a whole new conversation for us around what we consider to be specialist tech and what we have considered to be and what perhaps it should be. It was amazing. Honestly, really amazing. Was. Yeah. Okay, shall we get some emails? Because uh, we get so many in, and uh, it'd be a shame not to play them. You know, hooray our listeners! Yeah, I love you. Remember them. Um, so yeah, we've got. Uh, let, let's go to Rebecca. Uh, lots of different points from Rebecca. I uh, will start with you. Okay, we definitely need be my eyes on Envision glasses. Loved the Sharp Keys demo. Why oh. isn't the Chameleon Twenty on the Certified for Surface program? Oh. Maybe government officials and politicians should show more discretion when using social media. All of the social media companies may use our data in ways we find objectionable, so we should be careful what we post. As for TikTok, I believe we are seeing political theatre at its best. Corporations have been silent about Chinese government issues for a while anyway. Infighting between nations ends up hurting the common person and the average Chinese citizen and American citizen probably have more in common anyway. Thanks, as always, for a great show. Rebecca. Mm. Wow. That was a shotgun full of questions. That was uh, or answers even. That was that was yes. fantastic. I, I don't know where to start with that, but um, yeah, you know what? I've been looking into that TikTok story and all the you know bans and restrictions on it, and it's actually a little bit more worrying. I think it's wider than just TikTok. Um, political theatre is actually a really good term to use, but if you look into the restrict bill that, that, that is being looked at in America, it's um, it's, it's slightly, the wording of it is vague enough to be worrying. And I don't think it's just about TikTok. TikTok is the almost the figurehead of this, but it could go a lot further. It's, um, hmm, let's say interesting times, but slightly worrying. Well, look, if TikTok decided to move all of its operations, everything lock, stock and barrel to America, we'd never hear about TikTok again in the same light. I, I strongly believe that. I, I think Rebecca's absolutely right. Political yeah. theatre is going on here for sure. I would like to know, and, and, you know, there are rumors about what TikTok is doing. There's always rumors about what all these social networks are doing. You know, it's what you believe. It's what you choose to believe, I think, in some occasions, because we don't really know what goes on in China. We don't know 
that that's the truth of it. I often think if anyone tells you they know what's going on in China, they're lying to you because we don't really know what's going on half the Does time. Does anyone really there. know what's going on in their own country anyway when it comes to well, that's government story. level, politics? Yeah. It's all, yeah, who knows? I don't want to go conspiracy theory because I'm not, but uh, I just well, think there's so much more was that thing you said about the moon landing it. and then the flat earth thing. I mean, but other than that... Uh, yes. Okay. Fake news. <laughs> Can I just say that? I've never said that at all. Oh, uh, why, do you, why do you think that the, flat, the Earth is like a CD? I don't understand this. For, for by the way, for young people listening, that was uh, called a compact disc, and that was something we used to listen to music on. <laughs> oh, I used to the, love CDs. I was so excited when I first got my CD. My first DVD was The Matrix in the cardboard uh, sleeve as well. Do you know my first CD? Uh, do you know what my first ever CD was what? Elton John's Circle of Life from The Lion King. Oh, that's a terrible confession. Well it wasn't done, even, you. It wasn't even the album. It was the single. Oh. Well, that was from has- Poor Family. Hashtag EBB. Hashtag <laughs> Poor Family. <laughs> oh, it feels bad to laugh now, but I am. <laughs> uh, listen, Pete's got in touch regarding my acting skills. Hi, guys. Little concerned after Wednesday's show. The way the two of you banter was really missed when Sean was off after his accident. And now I fear it may be Stephen leaving the show soon. After all, he will surely be having talent scouts from the likes of Corey chasing him after the acting skills demonstrated in this show. It was like little Tommy and his mother was right there talking for real. Truly uncanny. Go on, Laura. Read the emojis. Sean loves them. Honest. And if it helps, hashtag God bless you, Mrs. K. Okay, side note from Laura. First of all, that one's easy. It was a winky emoji. Second of all, I'm a miss, thank you very much. Oh. Interesting to hear about the Italians cracking down on chat GPT. I hope this doesn't become more widespread, as it could have an impact on accessibility, affecting things like how Be My Eyes new AI system works, as presumably that connects with the chat GPT service somehow. Even Envision is set to use it too, I believe. I bet VPNs could suddenly become popular in Italy. Mm. On the subject of the village in India doing the digital detox, I wonder if they have any blind or VI people there. As, if so, would they be allowed to listen to an audiobook or ebook, maybe putting their phone in airplane mode? After all, reading can be educational as well as entertainment, and not everyone can read or even access Braille, so perhaps they should adopt a reasonable adjustment clause. And how is it being policed, I wonder? Someone going around each home with a paper list and using paper maps to navigate around 3,000 people? Or are they using their phones to navigate and do the checks? Hmm. One final thought. You brought up something I've wondered about myself. The medical alert ID. Like Sean, I've also got this set up on my phone, but I've often wondered, would a paramedic know how to turn off voiceover to be able to access the screen to read the info? And what if you have the screen curtain on too? I can't imagine part of their training is, oh, and if you potentially treat someone you suspect might be visually impaired to check their medical ID on their phone, you need to triple tap the side button on the iPhone 10 upwards, triple tap the home button on other models, and if they have an Android device, oh, just don't bother with those people. (laughs) Winky emoji. (laughs) Cheers, Pete. Oh, thank you, Pete. And thank you to Laura for reading out the... uh emails as always and also the emojis you didn't say that you didn't say did you oh we forgot i'm so sorry laura oh god bless you miss k miss k don't say missus god bless you miss k um that is a really good point isn't it the screen curtain i (laughs) I, you know what i just tried it i just tried it and i thought well maybe it turns the screen curtain off it doesn't um if you go to the emergency mode 
by the way, just hold down any of the volume keys on your iPhone and the side button. Uh, if you want to ruin seconds. your life. Uh, no, no, no. It gives you a, if you continue to hold it down after you hold it, then it will give you a five second countdown. I hate and that. I hate that. I hate arr, it. Arr, yeah, yeah, it's um, scary, but yeah, it's what it's for. Um, but you're right. Um, now, as far as I know, that that most paramedics have the training how to get the medical ID on any any phone. Basically, it, it should be on the lock screen anyway. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right. It's something I hadn't considered. What if the screen curtain is on because it yeah. doesn't show up? That's such a great point. It really is. I, how many times have we had... To, I, I have this issue with train tickets because these days a lot of your train tickets end up on your phone if you choose to, and, you know, you have to hand choose the phone to buy over. buy tickets rather than just, I'm oh, sorry, I'm blind, let me on. Oh, I can't, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, what, 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 I need tickets. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, First class, not that anyone say? ever does that. No one does that. No, sure. wouldn't do that. Of course not. We're on a respectable broadcasting channel. We can't no, say absolutely. that. absolutely. No, but you know, it's always worth a try. Uh, anyway, so you know, when you get on the you get on the app, and you know, sometimes it's got like one or two, or even maybe four tickets. If you've bought, you know, if you've bought all the tickets, and they have to swipe to all the different ones, all the different QR codes, and always happens. You know, you're like you hand the phone over, and they're like, "Oh, it's not working," and they almost they almost start getting yeah. angry at your phone. It's like they're tapping it and telling, like, well, "Don't break my phone." Give me it back, and they'll turn. And then you turn voiceover. You say to them, "Well, I turn voiceover off," and they just look at you as if, "What are you talking about? Yeah. I don't know what that is." <laughs> and then you turn voiceover off, and it's fine. Of course, they never remind you to turn it back on. You're just sitting there swiping away, thinking, "What's wrong with this?" And you've, you know, oh no, how dare they not remind you to turn it back on? Yeah, I mean, what's the matter should. with people? What's wrong with this world? <laughs> uh, Pete, brilliant, uh, brilliant message. No, no one from the uh, stage and screen has been in touch yet regarding my little Tommy. Yeah, uh, um, and his mum uh, experience. Uh, has that was been, very good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, Do you want to hello, give us a little Tommy? Oh, uh, there it is. Uh, uh, little Tommy, I'm back again. Okay, what was yeah. the mum's voice like? Hello, mum. Exactly mom. the I, same. I, I, yeah, that's right. Exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, okay. Moving on. Uh, right, Jason's been in touch with us. Hey, guys. It's uh, Jason Fair calling from Toronto. Uh, wanted, to, wanted to let people know that the Sense Player has a firmware update. Uh, came out some point late last week, uh, possibly mm. even this weekend. And they appear to have fixed pretty much all of the issues that I had initially discovered with it. Uh, so there was issues with skipping through time in books, uh, both MP3 books and Daisy books. Um, that's all been fixed. Uh, they've also fixed a bunch of things in Smart Connect. So you can now pass the audio from phone calls uh, through Smart Connect, uh, which wasn't working before. So... Um, yeah, just want to let people know that, and um, really happy to see. I assume since they're just starting to ship players now in the U.S. and Canada officially, that this is probably the firmware that will end up on players when people get them. But I don't know that for sure, obviously. So, um, you yeah, know, obviously do a check for updates and uh, see if it loads the new firmware uh, for you. The um, so somebody asked a while back um, how I got my hands on one uh, early, and the short answer is I got lucky. Um, I called Hims and asked them, you know, if it was available yet. Um, this is before they sort of officially announced it um, being available for pre-order, and they said, well, if you send us an email saying that it's uh, that you're okay that uh, NLS isn't yet available on it, we will sh we will sell you one. So. They did, so I managed to get in kind of early, um, not 
quite sure how that happened, but that's that's how that happened. So, all right. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, talk to you later. Thanks, Jason. So Jason was the guy who was on talking to us about the Sense Player a while back. And, He's our uh, Sense Player correspondent. He obviously. is. He yes. is the Sense Player, the voice of Sense. Yes, I would of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was on talking about that and he was, was talking about a number of the issues. And that's good to hear that they're being resolved. Uh, and yes, we did get an email in from someone saying, hang on, this wasn't available in the US. How did you, how did you get it? So Just rang no, up and asked. I'm yeah. paid, obviously. Very so, kind uh, of you to tell us, Jason. You didn't have to do that, but thank you yes. for telling us. And um, thanks for the, uh, the, the update advice. Yeah, absolutely. So as soon as you get it, check for an update. Yeah. Uh, Jeanette's been in touch with us. Dear Stephen, Sean and team, I enjoy listening to your show, though I do skip some of the discussions. Sean, I am glad to hear that you are on the mend and are back in your shed. I have recently bought a suit maker, which sounds just like yours. I can use it independently, provided I remember the order of the programmes. I have made two lots of soup so far, pea and ham and cauliflower, and my husband said that he liked the results, which to me is a good sign. I haven't ventured into pear soup, although some time ago I did put a tin of mixed fruit in a quiche instead of a tin of tomatoes. So on that point, I can't talk. I hope you enjoyed your soup anyway. Bye for now and keep up the good work, Jeanette. Oh, thank you, Jeanette. And thank you. Uh, yeah. I hope you didn't skip this bit. No, <laughs> yeah, that, it's such a shame if you skipped just this part of it. That'd be a shame. Um, yeah, really, really interesting. And soup, yeah, the pear soup disaster. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, can I just pick you up? And Jeanette here, pear and user manual soup. Oh yeah, I forgot you uh, tipped in we, the user manual as well. well no, so we, we left the user manual in in the suit maker. We didn't we didn't wash it out first, which is you're not, something you're not, you always. You're do. not doing the proper blind thing, which is whenever you get something, you get your hands all over it. But yeah, I didn't get a chance. I wasn't allowed to touch it. I'm not allowed to actually use it. Yes, but it's, m- it's, it's, it's Mrs. Shed is. Yes. you know she is. <laughs> God bless Miss, you, Mrs. S. Miss. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Shed, um, or Miss Shed, I think is she is at the moment because you've uh, never done right by her. Um, done right, but thirty uh, years engagement. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but you know, she's blind as well, right? So she she was no yes. hands all over it. Come on. Well, well, apparently not. Well, she did. She did it on purpose. I had to say, mm, this is lovely. Pear and burnt cardboard. What more can I need? What more does a man need? Absolutely. Uh, Listen, stick around. We're going to be talking more about Sedimentum next, a fantastic company uh, that is helping people, if they want to, live in their own homes for longer, independently and with dignity. We'll find out more about that next here on Double Tap. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at DoubleTapOnAir.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Okay, let's get back to uh, our conversation today, which is uh, actually all around staying in your own home, using technology to stay in your own home when you're older. And uh, I'm so pleased today to welcome a uh, special guest to the show, Sandro Claruzzo, who is the CEO and co-founder of Sedimentum. Great to have you uh, with us on Double Tap. Yeah, thanks for having me, Stephen. It's a pleasure to be here. It is great to have you here. Now, listen, tell us, uh, you know, I'm really intrigued by all this because, you know, this is such an interesting topic. More of us are living longer. More of us are living at a time where we, you know, have family and friends who are around us but often don't live with us and we tend to be living on our own longer yeah. as well. So it's a really interesting thing that you're doing here because you're wanting people to do that. You're encouraging people to do that, but you're using tech. So how how do you fuse the two? Yeah, so that's an extremely interesting 
angle of perspective to have the challenge like you have mentioned before. First, like you have explained quite concisely that there is a tendency in a trend that all of us specifically try to be as long as possible in the private homes, right? So this is an nothing new. This is something which has always been there, but we see that with the demographic changes as well. I mean, everybody is tend to get an elderly on a global scale, and therefore the demand is increasing that we need to have different options as well to taking care of our loved ones. And yes, families are often, meanwhile, I mean, we have the same situation in Switzerland, I'm assuming the same is in the US, that families are widespread over huge distances, because that's part of like growing up, you go to university, your parents are still in the same place and if there is this gap in between there are some certain risks involved if we are getting older that we need to take care of ourselves in a different in a different manner and this is how we tackle the problem that we solve there the gap of we have caregivers for example family members we have residents which are i mean it's in their best interest to stay in their loft homes because our homes are our own castles and nobody wants to move out of there but still there arise safety concerns because safety concerns are often the reason why we have to leave because if somebody is alone there can be emergencies for example accidents like tripping and falling there are different kind of risks involved in staying at your private place because there is nobody else there if you fall for example during the night where you're visiting the bathroom it can take hours until your loved ones even recognize that there was an issue. And this is how we tackle sedimentum the problem that we enable the residents to keep their autonomous life like they have used to and love it. And the same, we deliver a solution for families and friends like the environment, which is taking care of, for example, the mom and dad, which would like to stay as long as possible in their place. And this is how our tech is helping them to enable them to be there in their private homes in a safe manner. Now, there's a lot of technology out there, which you'll know about. Some yeah. of it has uh, the Fruit logo on it, for example. And that kind of technology does tend to have a lot of the features that, that you've got in your product. But, you know, it's obviously part of a wider mainstream offering. What's yeah. different about your products? Yeah, of course. So um, the safe living solution, this is like the name of the suite which we are offering. And there is a fundamental core component. This is the contactless emergency detector. So it looks like a smoke detector. So that's what you need to have to imagine by yourself. It will be installed at the ceiling of the private home of the individuals. And we have the capabilities of detect with this emergency detector, all kind of emergency in the private home without the necessity that the resident has to wear or operate anything. So no buttons need to be pressed. It's a fully automatic automatic system that you get the help you need and we are not leveraging like camera or microphone no it's a proprietary chip we have designed by ourselves where we are leveraging electromagnetic waves where we are capable of sense the tiniest movements wherever they occur in the room and then the main field of expertise at sedimentum is interpreting and analyzing this data in real time to differentiate reliably for example between you can do like your yoga exercise, sport exercise at home, or a cat jumping around. We are able to differentiate it from this type of emergency situation. And this is some 
part of the uniqueness. And besides that, it's really easy to install. It's a plug and play installation combined with a full carefree service offering because it's not only about the tech. You mentioned there are a lot of different type of approaches in the market, but Technology is just one part to solve this really important and challenging problem. You need to have as well a 24-7 emergency response service in place. You need to have an application for your loved ones that they always have a feeling of confidence that everything is fine with your mom at home, that you have like peace of mind at your fingertips. So the sensory part is just one part of the puzzle. And we are focusing on delivering and perfectionizing the end-to-end experience for our customers and the families. And this is Really important to differentiate that the system is with the contactless fall uh, emergency detector for in-home use, but the corresponding app, we serve this as well to our clients, the Safe Living app, delivers as well capabilities for outside of your home. So it's a holistic service solution, which is available commercially in the market. So it's providing security to the family, security to the individual as well, but it's also providing that that comfort and knowledge that the person receiving the care is getting looked after, the person who's wanting to make sure their family member is okay is is good. But also, and perhaps more importantly on top of all that, the uh, the person themselves it feels like they're getting dignity through this. You're saying there's no microphone, there's no camera, yeah. so the, yeah. there's there's a little bit of personal privacy as well in their lives. This is privacy by design because um, this is like one of the core components where we are coming from as well, where we ha- where the company has our roots. So we are coming from the institutional healthcare domain in Switzerland. So I was working before as a cybersecurity officer in a hospital for mental diseases. And five and a half years ago, I was a member of a think tank with the head of nursing staff and chief residential doctors. And this is where everything started. So privacy is our in our DNA. And this is exactly the reason why we have built this proprietary chip, because it's a privacy preserving technology where we have completely different options. And I think this is a unique trade-off you can offer the client, as you mentioned, it's not a camera, not a microphone, because it's not only about for the resident, it's as well for me as a son or as a caregiver. Would you like to see like real time footage and audio capturing material from, for example, your mom? Because I mean, your home is a private environment and privacy really matters specifically in this safe zone, which we can both agree on our homes are our safe zones. And that's why we are convinced that privacy is not optional in that case. It's mandatory for fulfilling our jobs. But it's also dignity, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's a key thing. Absolutely. It's a key key component. It's a... There are different, it's a multidimensional problem, right? So it's exactly like you mentioned, dignity, it's autonomous, it's fully automated. So it's really a plug and play installation for the resident. That means you don't need to install any updates. All the services are part of the offering. So you get the safety, autonomous possibilities, which were not cap- were not available before. And this in a complete package for the resident and family members as well. How do you break through the noise, though? Because you've got Amazon, you've got Apple, all fighting yeah. Google as well. They're all fighting to push health and fitness. And of course, that's a big part of, of what they do. They're pushing active, you know, activity and, and get out and don't just sit staring at a phone all day. So they're talking to everybody. Um, but equally, a lot of these products also aim and skew towards people who are of older age, who are living in facilities, who are living at home and all of that. 
how do you be above that noise? Because you know it must be so hard with all the the companies that are out there, right? I totally agree. That's of course one of our major challenge we have to overcome is that the markets get to know us. This is the reason why we are at the CES because we are freshly launched in Switzerland or commercially available. And I think the main benefit we have is that we are extremely focused because we are just doing one thing and try to perfectionize to have the everything in place. Because you mentioned there are different offerings, but we are delivering a solution that you can truly stay longer at your home. And therefore, yes, marketing, branding, and communication is key that we are at CES like for the first time to show that there is something in the market available and we are trying to expand as fast as possible. And we are focusing on one market. We are only serving private individuals. This is well like a strategic decision. It's really for private individuals in private homes. And therefore we can leverage our expertise with more precision. And this is like our bet that we can deliver and top-notch service, which is holistic by definition from installation to maintenance, you receive like everything from one partner in a long-term relationship. And this is how we try to differentiate ourselves in the market. And in terms of pricing, you see this as individual. So this is something which you can you can like I could buy this for my mom and dad if I yeah. wanted to. I could get that installed in their home. Um, first off, what's the availability worldwide and pricing? What's what we're we talking about? Yeah, so currently it's available in Switzerland solely, but it's uh, exactly one of the first major steps with the CES that we demonstrate and show that we can internationally expand as fast as possible. I can give you the price tag, which is as well visible publicly on our website for Switzerland. You have like there and and better feeling of what is included within the service. So it's 59 US dollar a month, which you can start. This is our starter package where you have everything you need for your apartment at home as well installation is included. For example, we do the professional installation. It's really a do-it-for-me services approach. So it's not only about the full detectors, you get the app, you have as many users as you like within your family. You have as well the capabilities for outside. And this starts with 59 US dollars a month. So it's a service-based subscription model because we offer additional functionalities down the road. That's the beauty. We install it once, our system, like the our device will be installed just once, but there will be additional functionalities as software releases like over the air, which we can provide to our clients. For example, burglary detection. There are advanced options for emergency detection coming as well. Combining all those things, it's why it needs to be a subscription always with the 24-7 emergency response service included. So like a professional organization, which is there for the family. For example, if the son is in the holiday, it's not able to get the phone call alert during the night, there is always somebody on duty to taking care of that. That's why it's a subscription-based model. And just to go back on this, but I think it's yeah. important to, to go back to, is the point around the... The fact that you're dealing with this. So, you know, how many times have we bought a family member a, a tablet or a, or a piece of technology and it's, it's just laying on a drawer because yeah. no one really knows what to do with it. It's, you know, you have to hand it to a child to say, please set this up for me because I have no idea. And, you know, we, for a lot of people, that's just, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Um, whereas what you're offering here is a service. It's not just yes. a piece of tech. It's not just a piece of tech. It's all about the service. We are really obsessed about delivering the best possible service experience because here we're talking about something which is 
The value proposition is that you can stay longer in your home. So you need to think that really through about end-to-end -end processes and that's why it's a service offering. Maintenance, if the device or something happens down the road, this is part of the offering. We will replace it. We will call the family. So we are incentivized to deliver the best possible product, high quality product, because it's in part of our value proposition to the client that he does, need, does not need to take care of anything. And that's why we started in Switzerland now with uh, our commercial selling in the, for the private consumer space. CES in January will be the first part of the international expansion. And yeah, I have was visiting the US a couple of months ago and like in the Bay Area as well, exactly for planning the US market entry, because we clearly can see that the US market, of course, is what we are heading for, for different reasons, because from demand side, from the size, from the structure our system has been built for um, on a global with global markets in mind so same device which can be used in switzerland can be used in us in germany there is no recertification needed those are everything and um, strategic decisions which have been made a couple of years ago that we built something for global markets in mind final question in regards to the, the product you've made and the work you've done, obviously when you're looking at a product and you're talking about it and you're designing it and you're going through that process, um, you know, one thing that, that only comes apparent later is the actual impact that it has on real people. What has been the response from people who have been trying this product to you and, and what has been the biggest surprise perhaps or, or the, the kind of biggest wow moment that you got uh, out of doing all this? Yeah, so um, as I mentioned, as we are really now, we have paying customers, the subscriptions are ramping up in Switzerland and we're trying to get that as much market penetration as possible. And there were a lot of moments where we received handwritten letters like thank you cards from families and the residents, like that this was the reason they could stay longer in their private homes. And I think those kind of messages are really encouraging that you see that you have truly have an impact of the life of the individuals. But as well, we had more than once like those type of thank you cards from family members which were describing their feelings this is the first time they were able to grab a coffee during the afternoon without the concern that they are not at home with their mom and i think this type of impact is the reason why we try to accelerate as fast as possible that we can offer our services to additional markets and the biggest surprise was is that the usage of our mobile application. Um, to be honest, we were aware of that, that the peace of mind functionality for family members is important, like that this connection between friends, neighbors, and the resident, that this could have a huge impact. But based on the response, we were overwhelmed how often they really use it to see if is everything okay are their loved ones at home they are doing fine and this was quite overwhelming based on what they have reported to us how important this is to them and this is why we are expanding this combination of serving residents and serving the family members at the same time because this is something we identified as until now often you only served one part of the equation only residents or it was really focused on just caregivers and now we have something which is combining both and serving with one solution both entities with those different requirements and this was really overwhelming like that that the usage is uh it's like a daily tool so they use it daily multiple times daily it's uh it was quite impressive 
Sandro, thank you so much for coming on to Double Tap and telling us about your product. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a really pleasure, Stephen. Looking forward for the next time. Yeah, really, really interesting. Sean, I want to bring you back in on this because, you know, just a really interesting piece of technology. Again, you know, it's, it's about, as we were saying, you know, dignity. Uh, you know, it doesn't have, you know, devices in it that are just watching you all the time as some of the competition does have. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it gives people who are caregivers the chance to get a bit of a break, which is often needed and gives people the ability to live independently. I mean, what's not to love, right? No, exactly. And it's it's a great example of, of technology um, being used in the right way. And, and, and it, it blows my mind, the technology how it can detect not only like motion. So this is using electromagnetic fields. It's like the um, the Echo smart speaker, the presence detection in the Gen 4 uses ultrasound to detect when someone moves into a room or leaves a room. Mm. It blows my mind how it's able to do that. Like you say, it's not using cameras, not using visual representation, just using some sort of invisible <laughs> magnetic field in the case of this technology. But it's not just a case of, of, you know, oh, there's someone here, but that person has fallen down and they've not just, you know, uh, reaching under the settee to pick something up. They've actually fallen down and this could be an emergency situation. That algorithm, the software behind it is the key and absolutely amazing. And the other thing that blew my mind was the price. I was expecting a large price tag on this <laughs> yes. and for $59, I mean, wow, per that month. is Per month, yeah, per month. But still, for the peace of mind, as you said, and I don't know what the situation is like in other parts of the world, but here in the UK, people need to sell their homes in order to fund um, care homes or retirement homes when they need them. Yeah. Um, the cost is incredible. And for that that minimal, I know for me to say that is amazing for, for, for a start off, that minimal fee, I think that's absolutely amazing. It's such a cool technology. And actually, this is the kind of technology that governments should be embracing and bringing oh, this in should as be built into every care. new build. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Do you, remember, do you remember last year we were at Site Village and we saw that product from the UK company? That, yeah, the cooking product. Remember, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was it would sit over the top of a cooker. It was kind of built in almost like an inline to the power source of the of the electric cooker. Yes. And should it sense anything wrong, temperatures getting too high, you know, a fire potentially, before it even starts, before it even had the chance to start, it would just kill the power. Yep. I mean, that should be in every home, I think. Every home should have that. It's all about the sensors, right? These sensors are so sensitive, funnily enough, and the software behind them now is so clever that in that case, I remember talking to him and, you know, it was before the fire even started. So it's not a case of, oh, I, you know, there's flames licking against the sensor and there's smoke. It was before it even started, it was able to cut off the uh, the source of the power to Unicook. prevent it. That was the name, Unicook. Unicook, yes. I mean, that, so impressive. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I was kind of thinking all the way through that as well, you know, would, would AI be able to jump in and take that job? And I don't know in this one. Especially if you think, if you take the camera aspect out, because if there's no camera, right? Because, I mean, if we think about GPT-4, it needs a camera. Think about GPT-5, it needs a camera. You know, maybe it gets to a point where it does use some other kind of sensing capability <laughs> to do it. Maybe it does end up becoming the takeover. But, you know, it does feel like this technology, you know, because we're talking about today. Yes. You know, we kind of want to find solutions today that work and, you know, keep people in their homes, you know, as, if they want to, you know, they should have well, we, we should all the choice. I don't think it's even an age thing for vulnerable people, you know, having this in their house that if they do, you know, if someone is at risk of falling over and hurting themselves, 
then this is great. It's not even necessarily about being in your home longer because you've reached a certain age. It's just being no, vulnerable you're right. at any you're right. age. I think we're very keen to sort of jump on age on this, but actually it's yeah. not, you're right, it's not all about age. It's not all about age at all. There are, there are many other examples that this could benefit people, this could be useful yep. um, for. Uh, listen, really interesting conversation today. Thank you for that, Sean. Uh, we will be back tomorrow doing it all again. Hooray! Feedback at doubletaponit.com. That sounds happy about that, or sad. I don't know which one it was. Uh, also, one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. Goodbye. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.